Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the staples of our childhood. This is episode 72, and I'm your host Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. Quack quack everybody, good to be back here on the show. Today I am very excited because we have a special guest with us to discuss a very fall movie, very Thanksgiving movie, very wintry movie, all of the above. What do you have to say? Very college movie, too. Uh, Yeah, we've got a great movie and a great guest. And he's been a guest on this podcast before, and he's mainly our sports movie guy that we talk about sports with. Y'all gonna make me tear up now. (laughs) Originally, he's our uh, hockey dude from the Mighty Ducks. Uh, But now, he's more of an expert on college football, and we aren't. So, everyone, welcome back. The one, the only pork chop. Hey, boys, how we doing? Doing good. Quack, quack. Doing good. <laughs> hey, let's talk some football. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we have no idea. We don't follow college football whatsoever. We know you're a Vols fan, not a Notre Dame fan. But um, today, we are co- we didn't even talk about what movie we're covering. Hunchback of Notre Dame. The Hunchback of Notre Dame football. Uh, the dude from Lord of the Rings. And Stranger Things. And Encino Man. And the Goonies. <laughs> and the Goonies. Oh, Sean Astin in Rudy. Who was the Goonies? Oh my goodness. <laughs> did we just blow his mind? You did. I need to put the pieces back together for him to be able to continue. Wow, dude. Somebody hasn't listened to our podcast before. Ah, uh, I'm guilty. I pick and choose. I dabble. I'm not a hardcore. It's not like my second or third time. I need to listen to more. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm a... I'm a bad fan he just listens to the ones he's on i get it not just those (laughs) (laughs) all right well rudy (laughs) 1993 before either of you were born but i was i was alive for one year as all this movie was out uh, but I didn't see it when it came out. I I saw it years years later. Bro, you know you saw this in theaters. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Wrapped up as a little bundle of joy. That boy walked in and bought a ticket himself. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I saw this movie, I'll go ahead and get into it, is I saw it on TV. And it was one of those things where it was it was just playing on like a Saturday afternoon. And like our family just kind of sat down and watched it. And... We're like flipping channels and we're like, oh, let's watch this. And the reason it caught my eye was because Sean Astin, I was like, oh, that guy's in Lord of the Rings. I just watched that movie. <laughs> what is this movie? Yeah. And so like back then too, like early 2000s, that was like the pinnacle of like the sports drama biopic films. You know what I mean? Like remember the 100%. Titans. 100%. Miracle came out then too. Like 2005, it was on the later leg. Y'all are forgetting about Glory Road. Oh, man. That one's a good one. Invincible came out then. Um, we are Marshall. Oh, that makes me cry every time. The Rookie. Have y'all ever seen that the one? The Rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid. Bench film. Warmers. No, that's different. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> Air Bud World Pup. Air Bud. Basically, he's the same Air score counts. from this movie. <laughs> Most Valuable Primate. Dude. <laughs> I need to watch that one ASAP. Does he play basketball? Hockey, dude. He plays hockey, and then the sequel is... Skateboarding in the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm gonna write that down. Most valuable primary. And then the then MXP is the snowboard one, which is the That's best right. of the trilogy. Also, the only one that I've ever seen. Let's be real. Right. You're, you're uh, also forgetting one of the worst movies ever made of all time. Did y'all ever watch Double Team? That Disney Channel movie. Oh, the decom with the with the uh, the two twins that played basketball. Dude, they're like forty years old. Oh my word, that movie is so bad. It is so. <laughs> if you look, if if you have no idea what you're talking about, please do not. I will not let you watch the entire movie. It is so lackluster. Just watch the, like last twenty minutes when the state championship, and just give me a call back and just tell me about how crazy it is. All right. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, funny. those decoms, a lot of them did not age well. They did not. I mean, I feel like everyone's got their like sentimental favorite decom, but I never hear anyone be like double teamed. That's my favorite. Like yeah, for me, no. for me, it's Brink all the way. Brink. I don't know. What, what about you guys? Johnny Cabahala back on board. Dude, mm. you read my mind. <laughs> That's Bro. such a good one. That one, the Jonas or... Brothers with the original. Hold on, hold on. Camp Rock's good. What about uh, what about Jump In with Corbin Blue? Oh, Jump Palmer. In with Corbin Blue, Double Dutch baby, Red Hot Dude. Chili Steppers. Ooh, with the girl from Aquila and the Bee. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, all of these are great. Even even High School Musical, even though we hated that as a kid. Ooh, it wasn't very good. No, it's not very good. I remember getting that on Blockbuster when it came out. It was the worst <laughs> five bucks that I ever got. You got five bucks for that? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, what does that mean? I was just making something up. <laughs> you got to expose me like that. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, High School Musical, like, it was so big that they put it, like, on DVD and stuff. Yeah, like they never did that with other and like Disney Channel movies. It got you, know, you had to wait for it to come on TV. And those decoms got so big that the third one like came out on theaters. It yeah, wasn't right. even a decom. Yeah, haven't seen that one. Oh, it was awful. It was worse than the other two. Did they graduate high school? Barely. Hmm. There's like the last five minutes. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> They're too busy singing and figuring out where they wanted to go to college. I wonder if it was Notre Dame University, dude. I'd love to. South Bend, Indiana. Beautiful Dude, place up okay. there. So, so it's in Indiana. Okay, that's a question I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indiana. 100%. Midwestern town. I looked it up know. before, but as I was watching it, I was like, I don't even know where this movie is. They're talking about, they mentioned Chicago at some point. I'm like, is this yeah. Illinois? But he lit, so I looked it up. He lived in Joliet, Illinois, but then he went to school in Indiana, South Dude, Bend. It's, it's the same state. I'm, I'm, those are the same states in my mind. I about to say, that area is, like, so close-knit together. Like, I think, like, um, Gary, Indiana, and South Bend are, like, 30 minutes, but they're right on the, okay. the little dip or whatever. Just Under the Great Lakes. Straight from the dump. Yeah. Right off the bat, this is the most Catholic movie I've ever seen. And there's a movie yes. called The Exorcist. <laughs> That movie's crazy. <laughs> that movie's crazy. Uh, we missed like two huge football movies in the 2000s. We got Radio. Oh, that one's so, so good. And The Blind Side. Mm. Oh. That's 2010s. I no, say, yeah, not. I remember what, being like. 
when Blind Side out? came out in 09, I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, 09, maybe. Scrape no them by. Way. Yeah, yeah. I would have bet five bucks that that came out in 2011, and I would have <laughs> lost five bucks. And Pork would have gotten five bucks for doing something. <laughs> for renting a movie. <laughs> They paid me to rent that. They paid me to rent that thing. That's great. Like, dude, this movie's so bad. You, we'll give you five bucks to just sit and watch it. Do you mind, dude? Nah, I don't care. Two thousand four, Friday Night Lights. Mm. Oh, clear eyes. Four can't lose. <laughs> Late nineties, oh. early nineties. I don't know. Little Giants. Great one. Um, there's so many football movies. Listen, remember the Titans. Out of every single football movie that we've mentioned, that one's top. Oh, yeah. Nothing, yeah, okay. Nothing, I, it's on its own level. I had this thought when we were, when I was watching Rudy. I was like, dude, this movie is a core memory for me. I love it. But is it up there with Remember the Titans? And I don't think it is. But I think it is 99% there for me. I think the thing with this movie is it's less about like sports and like the football aspect of it being right. more about him like achieving his dreams that happens to be playing football. I don't know what it is. It's something about sports dramas that just get me in the feels. I'm not even like a sports guy except for hockey. But like I teared up at the end of this movie. I tear up in a lot of movies, but see for it's different for me. Because that's pretty much all I did growing up was playing football, in all honesty. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, what tell got us about me, your football career after this. My career, okay. Uh, what got me the most in that film, though, was when Rudy and his boy, is it Pete? Yeah, Pete. Yeah. Him and Pete are walking off the field as a hilltopper. Go tops, baby. Mm. Um, <laughs> you see Pete look at Rudy, and he just goes, man. This is the last time I'm going to walk off this field. Man, that hit me hard. Yeah. Hit you hard. Because if you don't play college ball, that's legit. And you either you hit, it hits you in your last practice, either it hits you in your last game, or heck, it'll hit you when you're cleaning out your locker room. You got all your stuff in there, and you're looking at the passenger side seat, and you see your helmet there. And mm-hmm. you're realizing it's over. It's done. That was brutal. That I'm that I did tear up on that one, and I mean, obviously, it was cool to see. Obviously, we had more movie in that left, yeah, you know, more time left. But still, I was sitting there, believe it or not, thinking about Pete, and I'm like, dude, that's tough. Because all you're gonna yeah. do in life is you're just gonna go through and think about like, yo, remember that time that me and the boys after practice we had to do ice baths. And me and my quarterback, Matt, we had to sit in the ice bath for 12 minutes while we're freezing cold and our offensive coordinator's just firing off plays. Dude, just like those little memories and those kind of things you hold on to forever. And like even the guys that you play with, you'll still text them all the time. I was like, when, we're, when I was driving yeah. back here, I was talking to a really good friend of mine that I still, you know, talk to that he was one of my fellow linemen when I played and just checking on him and stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of those things that friendships and those kind of stuff that high school football will, will make you, you know, that'll last forever. So that got me big time, big, big time. 
Man, we have no, we can't relate to that. We were in Boy Scouts. That, I mean, the same. <laughs> but think about it, like. But same thing, same camaraderie. Yeah. Once you get eagle and like you age out, that's it. You don't really see your. I mean, I keep up with like three people, and then people just. One of my friends has no social media, and I don't even know if his number works anymore. And he could have just fallen off the face of the earth. But he was one of my best friends in Scouts, you know? Yeah. So. And, uh, I mean, you'll always remember the memories and stuff with them, too, and everything. Yeah. Like, I remember um, one Thursday before we played our rival, we um, we did, the, like, senior night. We do this thing where, um, ooh, yeah, we do the senior night where we have Thursday before the game, all the seniors go at a house and we'll eat or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, our head coach was there. And he sat us down um, and told us, you know, there was some stuff going on in his personal life, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, okay, but we still focused on the game. After that game, we killed our rivals. Absolutely blew them out of the water. We get mm-hmm. into the uh, our locker room, whatever. And coach, he was like, yeah, I told the seniors there was some news that was going to happen. I needed a break to you at the end of this game. Glad we got the win. Um, as of last week, I was diagnosed with stage two throat cancer and the wind just went out of the locker room. I mean, silence. And, um, first thing we all did is we literally gathered around. Didn't, I mean, he, after he talked and I'm going to be honest, like when he said that I, I like kind of zoned out a little bit. Cause I'm like, crap. Cause you put so much effort, you put so much time into that team, especially with your coaches. Like you look at them sometimes as father figures. I mean, you've been with them for four mm-hmm. years minimum, longer at some points. Um, so with Coach Mike telling us that, I mean, we did nothing, but for twenty minutes we just prayed, like just around him. And there were some dudes saying prayers that I've never even talked to them about that thing before. And it yeah. wasn't even just, you know, it was just making, it was, a, it was a safety thing to make sure that, you know, one, Coach Mike knew that, you know, there was a higher power that had his back, but also that we had his back too. And I'll yeah. never forget, never, never forget that moment that we had. Um, and I mean, you'll never forget it, those kind of moments. And there were several moments in this movie that were like that. And that just <laughs> kind of made me reflect on it, on my personal experience playing ball. So, yeah. Um, Dude, this movie is so so good. The team is a it's, team. The team is a team on and off the field. Hundred percent. And I would even go far to say that you, you get a brotherhood, kind of. Yeah. As soon as you get on there, um, yeah. It's just there's another there's there's really not another experience like it being a part of something like that. And it just doesn't have to be sports either. I mean, I've like you said, I'm pretty sure you had those similar experiences with with Boy Scouts and doing Eagle stuff like that and. You know, being with your troop. So, I mean, it's just kind of that sense of, I don't know, not being alone with being with other people. Y'all have a common goal. Yeah. It's, um, that's always a good, positive, and beneficial thing for, for someone's mentals. So, yeah. I will say, we always had like a sour taste in our mouth for, uh, football players in high school because they would always, start out in scouts and then once football came around they'd quit and then they'd just go to football practice and we were like man football keeps stealing them away from us all the all the fun ones now we just got the nerds even i mean not even just the 
<laughs> not even just the players, but like everyone that was in like marching band. Because let's be That's honest, true. It was probably we had the nerds it, gone too. It was probably more like band <laughs> kids that were in scouts more than actual football kids. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> they'd be gone for a few months until the season was over. <laughs> I'm gl- I'm glad you called out that that scene though of his like his last practice because that's always been a scene that stood out to me mm-hmm. as like an impactful moment just very early on um, in the movie. That's like one of my favorite scenes for sure. And then even like before that, it opens with like Rudy and like his brothers and like friends in the neighborhood like playing football. And I have to say that's just like the quintessential like Thanksgiving Day playing football with the with the brothers or your cousins mm-hmm. and friends like it just brought me back to like my childhood of just all the different you know times around thanksgiving holidays whatever just like throwing the football with my dad or like i said just mm-hmm. like playing with my cousins or my brothers yeah i feel like it's just a quintessential scene of what how this movie starts out and like i was just 100%. instantly nostalgic for this movie and i feel like i was perfectly in Rudy's place because I was the weakest link playing football. You were a spaz. What a spaz. (laughs) With all my cousins that were like five years older than us? Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, no. This is, I, I don't know why. I mean, they don't even have Thanksgiving. They have, like, Christmas in this movie. But this movie just feels like Thanksgiving because I guess you associate football with Thanksgiving. Um, 100%. Even though it takes place like over several years, it just always feels like fall. Yeah. (laughs) Like fall and winter. Yeah. Well, here you go. Here's a little bit of kind of history. Um, Rivalry week is always last week of college football, which coincidentally has to be the last week of um, Thanksgiving, like, you know, November, Mm. Thanksgiving. So, for instance, like you have Michigan and Ohio State. They always play the Saturday after Thanksgiving, which is like the really big rivalry game. And apparently back in the day, um, that was like well known. And that's the reason why it is today. So I'm wondering maybe because I know they opened up that scene of Notre Dame and USC playing. That's a really big old historic rivalry. I'm wondering maybe if that was during Thanksgiving. It's possible. There there you go. There's your excuse. I just pair it to Thanksgiving because it's pretty much the only time of year that I watch football these days. <laughs> Not even the but Super Bowl it, in February? Nah, I don't even watch that hardly anymore. <laughs> I watch the commercials. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, growing up, I mean, it is for a lot of people anyway, but growing up, I mean, Thanksgiving Day, that, like that's the day you watch football for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving Day and Detroit Lions and bad football. Or in one day together. Yep. It's quite great. Yep. It's quite great. I would hate being a Lions fan because Thanksgiving, you just watch your team get destroyed every year. What's the yep. point? It's kind of like the Maple Leaves in the Stanley Cup. Dude. Leaves. <laughs> I feel bad for them, but at the same time, not really. It's fine. It's their curse to deal with. <laughs> and us to laugh at. <laughs> but this is college football. What's yeah. the difference between college football and NFL? Coming from an Alabama resident. Wait, I got an answer. Which do you prefer? Jonathan. Yeah, shoot it. College football, <laughs> the students get paid. Students get paid under the table. NFL, they get paid over the table. That's true. 
He kind of hit it. I'm not going to lie. It's now – so, I don't – that used to be how it was. So, like, early 2021, NCAA um, came out, which don't get me started about the NCAA organization as a whole. They came out and they finally allowed – Check out Pork's podcast for, for his thoughts on the NCAA. Oh, yeah. Double I guess you can – you don't have to, yeah. have to wait till the end to plug it. Go ahead and plug it now. Are you sure? Okay, so um, we talk about it a little bit on uh, Pork's 20-Minute Drill, which is the current podcast that I've got going on anyway. <laughs> so I just talk on there a lot. So if you aren't – if you don't hate the sound of my voice, you might like the Pork's 20-Minute Drill. So anyway, but we do kind of cover it a little bit. So NIL is starting to be a new thing, name, image, likeness, where people can get signed, mm-hmm. um, can get paid. Mm-hmm. For instance, big Tennessee fan. We've got a quarterback who's not even graduated high school yet, okay? We have a quarterback not even graduated. His name is Nico Iyamavea, okay? He's from California. He already has a eight, no, seven-figure deal, seven-figure deal waiting for him. And this is all on top of a full-ride scholarship, too. 100%. That's wild. Me, now, a couple years ago, I did a senior thesis. My senior English thesis was on whether – college athletes should be compensated or not. I said no. Um, but, I mean, you're going to have people, like Jonathan said, you're going to have people legally do it. Tennessee did it in McDonald's bags yeah. like two years ago. So <laughs> McDonald's bags? It's, it's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> like, if you, go to the, if you go to Alabama, yeah, we did. It, that's, that's a true story. True story. Um, we actually gave several of our players money in McDonald's bags. Man. Um, our coach was an idiot. He's not there anymore, thank goodness. Um, but you go to Alabama, you go to their stadium, you see, you'll know which is their which is the players' parking lot because every single one of them has a Dodge Charger. Every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, coincidentally, Nick Saban owns a Dodge dealership. So mm, what you want on that one? Um, but the big difference between college and the NFL. The NFL, you have it's, it's pretty much the alignment. And everything, the NFL, you have two conferences, AFC and the NFC. In those conferences, you have four divisions. Mm-hmm. So in those divi- in one division, you have four teams. So you have a total of 32 teams in the NFL. They all play each other. College, it's the Wild West. You've got like Power Five conferences, which is SEC, the ACC, which like Clemson's mm-hmm. in, Big Ten, um, Big 12, and then the Pac-12. Pac-12's got Oregon, those okay. kind of those kind of teams as well. So on that, you got those Power Five. Then you got the Group of Five, which are another um, their own conference, like their own thing. They'll play each other. Now it's so complicated because those conferences can play each other. Like Tennessee from the SEC could go out and play North Carolina from the ACC, and it would count against their rec- overall record. Okay. So college is a lot more complex. Um, and a lot more, like, it's it's a lot more hardcore, I guess. NFL is fairly easy to kind of um, keep up with. Focus on. For me, yeah, like, I'm a Titans fan, so. But for college, like, I'm a Vols fan, so. And for the Titans, like, I got to worry really about three other teams. Yeah. Like, the Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars. And as a Tennessee fan, like, not only – 
not only do I have to worry about like the division we're in, which is like Georgia, Carolina, not Carolina, Kentucky, Vanderbilt. Um, Kentucky is also, you know, in the East. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, the West, though, you got Alabama, Ole Miss, mm-hmm. Auburn. So like geographically, they're divided. Um, but then not only do you have to worry about the East division, but you got to worry about the West division. And not only do you have to worry about those two, but you got to worry about the other conferences. <laughs> So it, it's quite a bit. Um, that's the big difference. But the other big difference is the college players are able to get drafted by the NFL. So, like, you have to play college to pretty much get into the NFL. Gotcha. Um, that's, like, 98% of the way that most people do it. You have to, you know, play college ball somewhere either in those big schools that I named or we've had other dudes like, um, for instance, I believe Cooper Cup. That big wide receiver for the Rams, like name. he was a Division three guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you just don't have to play at those big college names. You could play at a smaller school too. Yeah. So Notre Dame, though Notre Dame is a big college program. Yeah, like very very big. It has been historically. Um, Dude, I looked up how fact, old it is. Kind of, Notre Dame was established yeah. in eighteen fifty four, pre Civil War. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I want to see where their first season was. Their first football season was in 1887. That's a good guess. The, the inaugural <laughs> game, they lost to Michigan. Dang. But, um, yeah, no, they've been playing ball for a while now, and they're relatively good. And It's funny because Notre Dame fans have actually been freaking out about this year and saying it's the worst, but they're like 8-3. and three. Oh. Yeah, they're not okay. bad. But that's like – that's how – Top That's tier they how are. used to winning they yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. So, so while we're talking sports, I've got a question. There's a, there's a line there... in this movie, right, where the coach is talking about Rudy to one of the other players. I think his name's Jamie. He was just he's yelling at the other players like, you know, if you had half the heart that Rudy had, you'd be a all tenth. American by now. Oh, sorry. A tenth of the heart <laughs> of Rudy. Mm-hmm. You'd be all American by now. Now, I remember when we did the Remember the Titans episode, I feel like we asked ourselves amongst the group, me, Jeremy, Lauren, we're like, what is an All-American? I don't even know. Maybe we Googled it, but I don't remember. Can you explain what it means to be an All-American player? Other than being from America, a U.S. citizen. (laughs) Yeah. So um, before every season. Well, isn't that like a a meal at Denny's or something? No, that's the Grand Slam. That's a baseball. Dang it. Um, I think you're thinking of the All Star All Star Breakfast, Waffle House. Waffle House, solid little deal there. Official Waffle believe of the SEC. I'm about to say, believe it or not, when you think of SEC, you think of That's Waffle true. House, baby. <laughs> um, I know something about football. So there you go. I'm. It's, you're, I love you. <laughs> and you're learning, and I am so proud. I am so proud right now. You too, Jonathan, because you're asking the hard hitting <laughs> questions. This is amazing. Um, so all American in the preseason, the media will come out with a list of names coming from all other colleges in the country. Now, um, they'll do divide it in like division one, division two, division three, but division we'll stick with the division one. Cause that's what everybody knows. Division one, you're going to have, um, usually like a starting 11 for the offense and then a starting 11 for the defense. And then a kicker and a punter and then a punt returner, kick returner. So total, you're going to have up to 26 names. Mm-hmm. And if you're named 
as one of those 26, like you are the real deal. Mm -hmm. If you're an all American, that means you are the best in all of America. Okay. Um, and there are also like other awards and stuff. Like you've got the Jim Thorpe award. You've got the Bolitnikoff, which is the wide receiver award. I mean, you got the Heisman, which is like best college player in that year. So, I mean, if you don't get an all American spot, that's really, I mean, it's very prestigious, but in my opinion, I think an award like, you know, the ones that I've yeah. mentioned are more prestigious than an All-American. It just really depends on that kind of person. But I hope that kind of helped with understanding what All-American meant. Oh, yeah. I just remember, <laughs> I mean, more from like Remember the Titans. They always referred to Gary Bertier as like an All-American. So I know they used it in this movie as well. But I don't know because attitude reflect leadership, Captain. Captain. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so good. What you did it in, boys. <laughs> Man, call me crazy, but what would get me pumped up before games was watching that little montage of uh, the Titans going on, that run that they had. Yeah, oh, yeah. You had a uh, goodbye plan. <sighs> get me going. Yeah. Ooh, so, so good. Rudy had some good spots like that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, when... um. Never mind, we'll get into it. But it did have some spots. Get into it now. It really get into it now. Well, okay. We're 30 minutes into this. Dude, this is the one that got me the most, and it wasn't even because it was on the field. Rudy gets back home from working his butt off at the community college. Yeah, I know right? where you're going with this. Dude, what is... Sh- Sherry! What? What are we doing? You can't be doing that. If you don't, I, he literally, so he leaves, like the funeral happens and Sherry, is it Sherry? It's Sherry, right? Yeah. yeah I, I like at the beginning when they're kids and she's over at dinner. It's like, who are you? Are you Rudy's girlfriend? He's like, no, 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 she's not. Yeah. yeah. No, I, no, she's not. She's like, yes, I am. Yeah. That was cute. <laughs> she was determined to get into that family. <laughs> she was there for her man and it might not have been Rudy. Mm, I don't think it was. Because boy comes back home from working his butt off and following his dream when nobody else believed in him. And she is dating his brother? Is that <laughs> yeah, right? his younger brother. Yeah. Oh, my Bro word, Bro home for dude. Christmas for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I gotta go. And then she goes, she didn't even say anything. Like, I'm sorry. It just kind of yeah. happened. There was no explanation. She just goes... I just want to let you know, I hope you do really good. And his brother was super awkward with him, too. Get out of my face. <laughs> he's like... Oh, the brother never even hey, mentioned. I really think it. it's a good thing what you're doing. I'll be in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, I'll be in the kitchen macking on your ex girlfriend. That's now my girlfriend. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm gonna push oh back on word. this a little bit because I feel like it was implied, like after the funeral, that he's like breaking up with her when he goes off to school. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They broke up. Okay. 100%. But what about the bro? Code? Yeah, the it's brother. That's messed up. Yeah. Legit. Brother code. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, that got me heated. That got me hey, heated. Hey, but it's all good. He's got plenty of... He's a ladies' man there on Notre but Dame. I would, t- I would say, let me tell you something. He needed that motivation. He needed yeah, the he motivation did. to do what he needed to do at the rest mm-hmm. of it. If he didn't have that, if he didn't realize that he... Oh, I got replaced because... Who knows why? Yeah. No expl- Literally, there was none explanation that I remember given to him and he's like all right let's go to work let's let's get it going dude that's what he needs yeah. 
Do you guys want to talk about the brothers in this movie and like their dynamic? I mean, we have specifically to? John is just he doesn't really have much other than like, oh, he dated his ex-girlfriend. But the other one, Frank, is kind of the yeah. one that he like butts heads with a lot. In the okay. Movie. First of all, I don't want to be the guy that's just like, okay, not all of this movie is true. A lot of it was embellished. I don't want to do that because this is a great, almost perfect story. Um, mm-hmm. But in real life. Uh, Frank didn't exist. That was a made-up character. Mm-hmm. He was meant to be like a make-believe antagonist. It worked. And it worked. Um, yeah, I know that the coach at the end, how he's like, he didn't want to play Rudy. Like, in real life, that was like, he was like okay with it. Yeah, he was like, everybody everybody gets to play at the end of this game. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't the last game of the season. It was just the last home game. Mm. So, and a, a lot of seniors don't get priority on away games anyways. So. It works out that way. Also, his janitor mentor friend, not he didn't exist either. I, I read that he was like oh. a combination of a few different people. Yeah, it was just life. like everyone who was encouraging to him. Please yeah. tell me D-Bob was real. D-Bob was real, I believe. He didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> That's my guy. Uh, D-Bob yeah. is such a memorable character in this movie. I've always remembered him. <laughs> And how hey. we could never quote any of his lines because they all uh, say the word GD in it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> true, true. Do you know who that guy is? Yeah, of course I know who that guy is. Okay, just making sure. That's the guy. You talking about the guy who was, was he producing or directing Mandalorian? Yeah, John Favreau. Oh, he's all over Star Wars now. Right. He was also uh, happy. He also helps direct those, I believe, too, just yeah. a little bit. He directed the first Iron Man movie, yeah. First Iron Man movie. Oh, he, he did directed, Iron Man. He started out the MCU. Also, he was a special guest in The Sopranos. Oh, okay. I could see that. See, he he's one of those actors. He's one of those actors that pivoted into like being just a director, pretty much, yeah. with like some acting roles too here and there. But like watching this, I like completely forgot that like, oh, he was an actor. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot he was in it. Well, I, I just. I forgot he was in the I movie. I didn't put it together until a couple years ago. I think we watched it a couple years yeah. ago. Really? Mm. It's like, wow, that's so cool. That was him? Dude, all-time D-Bop uh, is when the girl comes up to him. She's like, hey, you, want any, you got any plans? He's just Dude. silent. Just looking, <laughs> just looking at Rudy. Help! Yeah, he's got no plans. Yeah, he'd love to go. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've heard about that dance, right there, D-Bop? <laughs> Uh-huh. Anyways, well, my friend would really like to go with you, <laughs> and he got so mad at that. But he didn't have any right, you know why? Because he was doing the same thing. He didn't say anything. No, he didn't say anything. But also, he was doing the same thing. He was getting his roommate or his friend to talk to That's girls true. for him. That's true. Very In true. Exchange for some tutoring. Dude ain't got no riz. Ain't got none. Lacking. Rudy. Rudy Rudiger. More like Rudy Rizzler. Ooh, put that put that on a t-shirt y'all selling yeah, merch we are. i'll buy that All shirt right. Rudy yeah, but what do you what do you think of d bob's fit though you know like the khaki pants the sweater two watches Ooh, i can't. He had two watches <laughs> he had two watches gotta go akimbo baby what you mean i'm not noticing that man i saw the the very first scene where it shows him in class you see him he's got his like arms crossed at his desk and he like looks down at one watch and then, like a second later, he like lifts his other arm up and looks at that one. 
But then later well, on, it's because like oh, go ahead. part of uh, it's because part of the campus is in Easter time, and then the other parts in Central oh. time. It is not. It's You're crazy. right. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> Dude, that, you got me. I would believe it. But who would need that? It's just an hour. Who would know? <laughs> that would be the worst college of all time. All right, what time you got that class? Well, I was like, so late. I mean, it was community See, college. So you, got, you got me with that because he was, he was at Notre Dame, wasn't he? And yeah. he was like a teaching assistant at the junior college. Yeah. So like you got me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my bad, my bad. I didn't mean to give you like that, Jonathan. I was like, I'm sorry. Well, see, because when when we're first introduced to him, I remember him mentioning that he knew all the girls at Notre Dame. But I thought he was a a student at Holy Cross, though. But he was an assistant. He was like a a TA at the junior college. Yeah, when he's talking to Rudy, he's like, I I got things pretty much staked out over at Notre Dame, but I I don't really know the girls here yet, you know. Maybe (laughs) you could introduce me. He's like talking them up like he's like, like he knows them all. <laughs> yeah, he was cracking me up for uh-uh. sure. I was looking more at uh at Rudy's wardrobe because he always had that classic jacket on, or or just as like Dude. Notre Dame sweatshirt, not just the jacket, mm-hmm. just wearing a sweatshirt and khakis, running around campus like that's comfortable. Mm. <laughs> I do have to admit, being a long time just college football fan the fighting leprechaun of notre dame and that um the lucky clover is iconic. oh yeah yeah and the gold helmets iconic like, yeah mm, that's another scene beautiful. that always stood out to me as like them painting all the yeah. helmets gold like before the games i was like do they really do that do they still do yes that? they still wow. do it there's some of them even too where they'll um like they'll have special like i know um when they played BYU this year, I'm such a college football nerd. When they played BYU this year um, at a neutral site game, they had these all white, cool looking <laughs> neutral site game uniforms. Um, but like the the gold lids, they used a different kind of uh, like a glitter with the mm. gold, and it was like a lot more pop. Hmm. I don't know. It was a lot. That's it was super cool. cool. But they'll like change it up to, um, man. But yeah, the gold helmets, iconic. My favorite, I, one of my favorite parts, I said my favorite part of this several times. One of my favorite parts is when um, him and the groundskeeper are finally going into the locker room for the first time. Yeah. But none of it's lit at all. But just perfectly, you see the window of the light shining on the mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Just that um, mm-hmm. that layered like logo right in the center of it. Yeah. Man, Perfect. and the bricks and the locker rooms and just that scene of Rudy walking in for the first yeah. time. That in the field, too. That field was really cool. That scene. Man, that was awesome. And then him reenacting the speech. Oh, in the beginning? And, and in the locker room. In the lock- I Yeah, I forgot about the locker room. I remember the beginning. The beginning, I was sitting there with goosebumps. And I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> it. This is, there it is. Also, not to be that guy, but that speech was real but it wasn't a locker room speech it was for the press but it's still good i was curious mm-hmm. about that like why was this old speech like recorded <laughs> and like put on a record for like kids to buy and listen to i think in like mm-hmm. yeah, one of the 1936 games or something it was one of their most iconic seasons or something mm-hmm. i'm not sure he was a legendary coach i don't know i uh, know there's like a whole story behind the like win one for the Gipper. Yeah, there's a movie. Speech. So this is the second movie uh, ever filmed on 
Notre Dame's campus, and the other one was filmed in like the forties, I think. Uh, and that one was the Gipper reference. I forgot that mm-hmm. what that one was called. Um, but Notre Dame's pretty uh stingy with their film site. A lot. Yeah, I think there was there was a lot of great shots in this movie. I think just being shot like on the campus there was really cool. But a lot of the scenes uh, in the stadium, I don't know. There's there's a lot of good shots, a lot of good wide open shots where you can just see the empty stadium. But just like really iconic scenes, I feel like for the movie. Yeah, I say even when he was walking to class, right when he got to um, campus, and he was like, "Hey, I need to talk to somebody." He's like, "Well, the only person to talk to you right now is a mm-hmm. priest." And like he's walking, and you see like the gold dome. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. iconic on campus in Notre Dame. And like the fall leaves. Ooh, beautiful. And that Spielberg beautiful. lighting too. Mm-hmm. How about that scene where he's just like lighting like a million candles? Yeah. I don't, is it, <laughs> What is that called? A vigil? I don't know what it's called. I didn't go, I, I didn't I go to Catholic funny. school. <laughs> he's like, is there anything else I can do? You could pray, <laughs> actually. That was solid though. Did he light every single one of them? You think... This movie about the kid with the most persistence, he didn't light all those. I think he had to have. That's on brand for him. (laughs) I wanted to talk about his persistence here for a little bit. Because as I was watching the movie, um, I was just reminded of, have you ever heard of the proximity principle? Have you heard of this? It's basically, it's like a simple idea of like, People that are in proximity to each other are more likely to form like relationships. So in this context, it's he's got this dream of like wanting to play football at Notre Dame. And so like in order to like achieve your goals, it's like you've got to be around other people that are doing the thing you want to do in places where that thing is happening. And so just like every step along the way of his journey, I felt like this was just like the perfect blueprint of that principle because first thing he does, he like, he saves up his money and he just goes and he can't get in, but he goes, he gets to, he goes to the junior college associated with the school. He gets a job working in the stadium. He's, you know, joining all the extracurriculars. So he's like painting the helmets and he's just like creating opportunities for himself everywhere he goes, like he's like cornering the coach in his office, you know, he's like waiting. He's got a small window of time from them leaving the field to going to the locker room where he like corners the coach and runs with him. And is like trying to say like, Hey, like I'll see you next season. I'm going to be there. I'm trying to get it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just thought that that was like everything he's doing. He's just trying to get doing Anything he can, even though he can't get into the school. He's trying to seep in through the cracks. He's networking. He's like trying to do anything he can to be as close to it. I feel like that was determined. That's what I was thinking of when I was watching this movie, of how determined he was to get this yeah. get this shot. Like volunteering to work on the field has nothing to do with it. Just He just wants to be there so we can have another shot. Like that's not going to help him get on the team. Well, he, and he needs a place to sleep. That is very. Yeah, he needed that, <laughs> but he's willing to do anything. He wasn't even willing to be. He's willing to be unpaid. Oh yeah, yeah. While being homeless too. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, I mean, you see it throughout the entirety until a certain point. But like his entire family doesn't even believe no, yeah. him. Even when he was a kid, they're sitting around the table. Yeah. And like I think 
was it Frank that was talking to his dad about working at the, the yeah. mill? And Rudy, young little lad, just goes, man, when I grow up, I'm going to go play football at Notre Dame. Yeah. His brother, like, openly ridiculed him and mocked mm-hmm. him. Like, yeah. disrespectfully, I might add. Oh, yeah. Like, if I said something like that in front of my parents, <laughs> I probably would have gotten a backhand, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. And, like, not only does his father not, like, ridicule his brother for saying that, but he just adds on to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, anyway, that for him not to have – it seemed like any support whatsoever from like even the people that he loves the most that just kind of added it on to me. Like he, that's how much he wanted it. Mm-hmm. That's how much oh, it yeah. meant to him. I feel like this is one of the most inspiring movies that we have covered on inside quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, this covers determination and inspiration more than remember the Titans does. I think they have different elements. Yeah. They're about different things like motivated. But... Yeah. But at the same time, this does have relatively more, like, tailored to that kind of yeah. specifically to the audience of, if you were kind of in this situation, keep going. Like, keep driving. Yeah. Like, don't listen to other people. They're not doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They're not going through the hardships and all the highs and lows that you are. You're the only person going through it. You're the only person that knows what it's all yeah. about. Keep going. Like, And I think one of the reasons that this movie – hasn't stuck with me as much through the years although like rewatching it i'm like loving it just as much as i did when i was a kid but i feel like at the end like i felt like well he didn't really achieve that much i mean he just played for a few yeah. seconds and sacked a quarterback you know yeah. all that build up for that compared to like other sports movies but at the same time it's not about that it's about like having a dream and giving it 110 percent, as cliche as that sounds yeah that's not cliche. That's legit. <laughs> I, I mean, in my opinion, I don't know. For like, there's sometimes where the most crucial tackles are always the ones remembered. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Rudy had a couple of them, in my opinion, mm-hmm. just with the scenario that was going on. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's the reason why. But it, if it wasn't for his constant just tuning everybody out, and doing what he needed to do to achieve his goals, it none of that would have yeah. happened. So, which I was surprised, even at the end, like he did such a good job of showing his determination and not quitting for anything. Like that last straw where he was like, "I quit" because he didn't get on, he mm-hmm. wasn't on the roster list for the last game he could play. Mm-hmm. I still was like, I don't believe it, you know, because he was so good at like. I was mad at him, obviously, because that's what they're trying to get us to do, but. I don't know. It just felt like it wasn't him when he did that. Yeah. Uh, Switching gears, my mind has been blown while y'all have been talking. My mind has been blown because I just realized, well, I didn't realize this. I just read that this is Vince Vaughn's first credited movie. Yeah. So that one character um, that I referenced earlier, Jamie, (laughs) that's him, right? Yeah, it looks nothing like him. Uh-huh. He looks different. Not the, at all. When I first saw him, I was like, he kind of looks like Vince Vaughn. But then like, the more I looked at him, I'm like, that's not Vince Vaughn. And then I looked yeah. it up. And I was like, oh, that's that's who it is. It had a different hairstyle. Less of a forehead. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have a double chin. That's what yeah. it is. And he, yeah, the forehead too. That 
And he looks like he's in shape. <laughs> yeah, he actually's got a nice little like chiseled chin yeah. line. I forget that. <laughs> 44, baby. Mm. Is he the one that looked at the coach and told him that Rudy should have played? That Rudy should play? No, he was the he was one of the jerks, I'm pretty sure. Was he? Was he the one that got kicked off? I think at the end he comes around to it because I think he's the quarterback. He's the quarterback that throws like the the last touchdown because he has the line that's like as long as like offense is on the field, Rudy's never going to be able to play. So yeah. they like go for the touchdown instead of oh, instead right. of just like running it and running out the clock. Yeah, but like he does have like that confrontation with him at practice because all the players are like, "Rudy, you're making us look bad. Like yeah. chill, dude." <laughs> he's like one of those, but yeah. It also goes to show you, and this does stink. It, I mean, believe it or not, that is the reality of college football. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't. This is it's terrible. Doesn't matter how much effort you put in, how much like work you put in. If there's somebody out there that's got better skill set than you do, they're gonna play <laughs> majority of the time. So I mean, I've there's oh, there's been. And I'm not saying that's. Like all the time, there have been several cases, like several stories that that's not been the way, and just someone's heart and their hard work has kind of gotten them on the mm-hmm. field. Um, but yeah, sometimes that's the reality of college football. Is I mean, no matter how much you bust your butt, there's I mean, there's sometimes where you don't get to step the field, whether it be injuries or just somebody's yeah. bad. And it stinks. Yeah. So, like when he goes to that first practice. He he's before before the practice he's talking about oh the coach Parsegian or something like that he's like he encourages walk on players yeah and like the assistant coach like has that whole speech about I'm here to to you know beat you up basically and don't have any <laughs> dreams of actually playing because you're like on the practice squad basically because he's explaining yeah. okay we've got sixty people on the team only or no sixty people dress right. And then he's like, a certain number of people we have on the team that are like full ride scholarship players that never are are never going to play either. They're just backup, basically. And then we've got these walk ons. So it's just like, like you were saying, he has all these players that are like already on scholarship, which like there's just so such a little chance of like him actually playing on a walk on, you know, player, basically. Bro, that's where I was trying to be. Yeah, I'm trying to be full ride scholarship and sit on a bench for four years. That sounds great. I do my homework. <laughs> That's what it's like to be a kicker, <laughs> a backup kicker. Don't you mean the other soccer Wait. player that they couldn't find? <laughs> <laughs> it's only high school. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and you mentioned P-Squad. Dude, practice squad stinks. It's terrible. Yeah. You were... Legit, hey, you are a dummy. You're a body bag. That's what it looked like in that scene. Like he was getting beat up. Mm-hmm. He had blood yeah. on his jersey, and it was rough. Here's how. Is like, it so... a good football movie if you don't have blood on your jersey, though? Yeah. Heck no, it's not. That's what I'm in saying. Fact, I don't consider it a football movie if you ain't you better not get blood on my uniform. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, no, it's definitely not a movie if there's not blood. But. With Rudy and that kind of thing, the practice squad, I did it for a year. It was awful. And how, like, we did it, we literally had a, like, notebook that's on, like, a, a ring or whatever, and they would fl- they would do it by plays. And literally, you'd have at least 10 seconds 
to see what your assignment was and go at it. And here's the thing, though, is that the defense, the starting defense, they already know all the plays because they've been doing film and everything. So they know what you're going to do, and they're going to kill you. Yeah. So have fun looking and counting how many bruises you got on your body at the end of practice if it's B-Squad. <laughs> and then, I mean, there's some times where practice squad players shine, like Rudy did. Yeah. You're like seven seconds of fame on the field. <laughs> Here's another little fun fact. Uh, did you know that the real Rudy was standing behind his dad at the game? Oh, I didn't know and that. And he kind of like pats him on the back whenever they're cheering. Yeah, he's wearing like a plaid cap. Hmm. That's the real one right hmm. right behind him. I'll have to look up a screenshot of that. Oh, in the movie? Yeah, in the movie. In the movie. No, in real life, the real Rudy was actually in the stands. In real life, Rudy was in two places. He was on the field and in the stands. That's crazy. What an athlete. It would have been really funny if they had him dressed in full uniform just in the stands somewhere. Which, that day, Put that was in. during an actual game. They they wanted, like, a full stadium full of fans. And it, for, oh, wow. like, an actual Notre, game, Notre Dame game. Um, they were playing Penn State and not Georgia Tech. So if you look closely, you can see, like, a couple Georgia State hats or uh, Penn State hats. Okay. And they did it during halftime. So they only let like the marching band do it like, like fi- like a fifteen minute show, and then the rest of it, the all the football scenes at the end were shot in one take, like one shot, wow. and they did the rest in like the next thirty forty minutes. That's really cool. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I I, I didn't really wow. even think about that of like organizing. I didn't either, but that's awesome. And they did it actually. in they did it in two weekends of games, uh, but the other one, like the last weekend. Uh, it was snowing, so they couldn't use any of the footage for continuity. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, but that would have been so cool if they would have used that for another yeah, game. Yeah, maybe. That was awesome. This this is this movie has a lot of cool fun facts. Have you guys heard of the controversy of the ending of this movie? No. There's a, there's a debate mainly amongst uh, Georgia Tech fans, I believe, that say that Rudy was offsides. Oh no! He got that last sack. Oh, all right. Let's figure it out. Why don't you get a college football movie about Georgia Tech <laughs> and stop whining? Yeah, do something. Actually, they did just beat like a top twenty-five team. Are you talking? Are you talking about like the real play? No, in the movie. In the movie, it looks like he's offside. Okay, in the movie. Okay. Well, we know this movie is embellished. Actually, Rudy did an interview, and he said himself, "Like this movie is ninety-two percent correct." That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That I mean, so is, remember the Titans isn't fully true either. So no, yeah, you got to have a good right, story. Currently, uh, putting in my referee cap on. I'm gonna do this instant <laughs> review. Right. See how flag it looks. on the play. Let's see here. <laughs> if I could get through all these ads. Twenty seconds. All right, left. so you're gonna referee the scene from the movie, and you're gonna call. You're gonna you're gonna settle this debate. Was Rudy offsides? Was Rudy? Off sides. We're gonna find out here, ladies and gentlemen. Alrighty, Notre Dame, beautiful South or beautiful day in South Bend, Indiana today. Twenty-four to three is the score. The Fighting Irish absolutely just clobbering the Yellow Jackets here in South Bend. Got a great game ahead of us. Let's see, twenty-seven seconds left. Looks like we're about to kick it off. Uh oh, what's going on here? 
Assistant coach is putting in Rudy the walk-on in Rudy, first time in his Rudy, career. Rudy. The, ch- the fans are chanting, Rudy's coming in. Rudy, Sub this guy out. Rudy, Let's see Rudy. how it goes. Oh, D-Bob hugging, his, hugging, hugging the honey. There's his family getting excited. There goes Rudy, and the kickoff has started. Rudy running down the field. Georgia Tech getting ready, getting their wits together. Touchback. Here we go. Seven seconds left on the play. Looks like Rudy's still going to be in. Defense is ready to go. Final play of the game here. Rudy has no idea where he is going. Assistant coach telling him to stay on there. Stay on there. Seven seconds left. Georgia Tech trying to get their wits together. Quarterback lining up under center. Fans still chanting Rudy with seven seconds left in the game. These people have not been quiet. Can't hear anything right now at all because it would probably mess up my audio, but here we go. Georgia Tech lining up five wide. Lyman looking mean as ever. Notre Dame lining up with a three-man front. Rudy getting him sacked. Down goes 19 for Georgia Tech. Looking like he's hurt a little bit. Rudy getting up, celebrating with the team here. That might be game. That might be game, ladies and gentlemen. Georgia Tech has nothing left in the tank. Notre Dame going to finish this game off 24-3. And here we go. The walk-on being raised. Raised amongst his raised amongst the boys. This what a time right now. <laughs> Absolutely electric. Groundskeeper slowly clapping, realizing the greatness he just witnessed. <laughs> and the Irish walk away with a win today against the Georgia Tech. Rumbling, stumbling, bumbling, yellow jackets, 24 to 3. It was definitely not an offsides, by the way. Definitely not an offside. I don't know what George – they're just mad that they lost. All right. I'm going to go back and look at this play again one more time. No, it lined up perfectly. If you Google, was Rudy offsides? It says, his head and left arm both seem to be well over the line of scrimmage. But at this point in time, in this era, it's tough to figure out what the line of scrimmage is is because no one's got it on the television. Oh. So, like, the technology back in this day, they didn't have it. All they had were the, the chains and links. So, believe it or not, it was a lot harder. I believe it. Oh, and there goes Frank cheering. <laughs> they don't have the 3D drones. Yeah, they ain't got the... They ain't got the... Oh, I always, forget, I always forget you can see the iconic touchdown Jesus behind the Yeah, that's the so cool. It's so beautiful. Man, yeah, the ending. That's making me tear up a little bit right now. Mm. Dude, that was such a good call. I was thrilled. I wasn't even watching. I was listening. I knew exactly what was going on. Uh-uh-uh. Dude, he laid that kid Maybe out. She quit nursing school and be a no What do they call those? Calling announcers? <laughs> Commentator? <laughs> commentators. Color commentators. That, that was the dream, but I think I just talked too much. Who knows? You should be a common potato. Dude, I am a common potato already. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Uh, I'm gonna break it down real quick and just being like what a what a college football just aficionado sees. It's twenty four to three. Okay, you're whooping the yellow jackets right now. You got twenty four seconds left in the game. Yeah, you're gonna put in Rudy. Of what do you mean? Of course, and the dude You think they're gonna score three touchdowns in <laughs> seven seconds? Oh my word. I mean, they would have called but the no, game at that I mean, point. besides that. 
Bro, 100%. 100%. But you got to get Rudy a tackle. Yeah. Give him a sack at least. Yeah. yeah. And it was a great tackle. Wrapped oh, him yeah. up. Got his legs. Dude had no chance. Like, and not offsides. And not offsides. <laughs> y'all just mad y'all lost a fake game. <laughs> That's all that is. Wow, they're getting hung up off of nothing. That's so funny. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, score a touchdown. Do something. <laughs> you kicked a field goal. Like, that all you got? But for the movie, fantastic scene. Like, yeah. just the, I don't know, the environment and just, I don't know, feeling of getting called up. And you're like, oh, it's, I'm still in? <laughs> like, you saw him. You're like, you kind of see him in the play. Like, he's like trying to go towards it. He puts his hands up, like, what do you want me to do? And the coach is like, stay out there, stay out there, stay out there. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. That was really cool. And Oh, man, that scene. That scene alone just really makes up for it. Yeah. I just love, All that hard I just work. love the fact that he knew he just wanted to dress. He knew he wasn't going to play for a fact. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, yeah. He wasn't expecting everybody to, to call him up there and chant his name. That's so cool. Like it pays off. Like being this shows that being a good guy pays off in the end, just by like getting to dress and he accomplishes goals. Uh, but he got past 100%. that too by actually getting to play. Right, like he invited his parents to the game and his friend D Bob and his girlfriend just because he was going to be in the uniform in, in, yeah. in the stadium, just to prove that he was on the team. His yeah. parents would not believe him <laughs> yeah. unless he was like actually got to dress for a game. I, w- I, I will I say, I know his dad definitely started to um, believe in him a little bit more, probably around yeah. the time where he got accepted into Notre Dame. Yeah, um, he, start, he, he started to be proud of him when he yeah, got yeah. accepted. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even a little bit before that, he understood. Like he was, it, it, he wasn't as much of a misunderstanding bad antagonist as his brother, right. obviously. And then right. his mom's just kind of like non-existent. <laughs> yeah, could it also have been? Do we know if Rudy was the first one to go to college? Yeah, so he's the oldest of fourteen. Whoa. Yeah, and then it turns out. I mean, it said at the end of the movie that five of his brothers uh, went on to Notre Dame and got degrees from there after that. Okay. Probably on scholarship. But, yeah. He also, um, in real life, I mean, I got I to gotta stop with the fact-checking. and. No, nah, um, I love it. In real Keep life, he was actually in the Navy uh, right out of high school. Uh, so the GI Bill would have paid. For his mm. tuition, so, uh, wow, okay, he wouldn't have had the to have the other job and other stuff like that. Interesting, but without hardship, he wouldn't. They wouldn't have the movie, you know. Exactly. So. I mean one of, one of the other scenes that always stood out to me was him like just sneaking back into that maintenance room so he could sleep. Yeah, in like <laughs> I love the key. That was cool. He didn't say anything. Yeah, it's like I don't know nothing about that. It's like, well, how'd, how'd the key get on the cot? It's like, did you hear what I just said? <laughs> <laughs> Play it cool, Rudy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, like, how are you not going to know what that dude's doing when you're left leg mounted all the way up on a desk and you're looking around, like, trying to flip it? Like, bro, come <laughs> on, you ain't, 
you're not sneaky. Oh, do you take naps on this thing? I didn't know you lived here. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Oh. Does it have a bed bathroom? Another do they have a kitchen, maybe? <laughs> What's the rent in this neighborhood? Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He wasn't slick. Uh, That's okay. Uh uh-uh. uh. Totally fine though. Cause it worked out. Yeah. Though. That's all that matters. I do I forget his name. His Ooh. name's Rudy. He's Rudy. No. Actually, his name's not even Rudy. It's Dan. It's Daniel. <laughs> Daniel Rudy Rudiger. Just because his name sounds like Rudy. Rudy Rowan Gardner. What's the groundskeeper's name? I, they ever mentioned yeah. it? Fortune. Mm-hmm. That's all Fortune. it says. It's Fortune. He was a good character. Yeah. Not real. I liked him a lot. Not real. Not real. He was sort of like, they added these two characters as like a devil on the shoulder, an angel on the shoulder type guy. One is encouraging so much that he can't stand it, and then the other one is discouraging so much that he can't stand it. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Well, it was also also very tough. I just thought about this. Um, it is very tough losing someone in your corner. If you know what I'm saying, it's very yeah. tough losing someone who's actually supporting you. And it felt like Pete was really the only one supporting him. And then, you yeah. know, there's that scene where it happened and it was not Rudy's fault. I was really glad that Rudy didn't think it. I'm really glad, glad Rudy did not leave that whole situation of the meal thinking that it was his fault. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, there was, there was just no pressure. Like you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and it stinks that it took Pete away because that was literally at that point in time the only person in Rudy's corner. Yeah. And so it's very cool to see kind of Rudy presented with a, well, your best friend, your number one supporters, he's gone. Are you going to forget about it? Or are you going to, you know, actually jump on the opportunity that you have? Yeah. So I forgot to bring that up. It was a very good, very good mm-hmm. little part. I think it was For essential sure. in his kind of character arc you know what dad always says having dreams is what makes life tolerable that's a good quote right there that goes up there with mary mary quite contrary what makes your garden grow (laughs) (laughs) i cracked up when i watched the movie and his dad comes to the stadium and he's looking out at the fields like this is the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that was meanwhile, meanwhile, his wife's standing right next to him. <laughs> oh, you're here? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's so funny. That sums up people's love for college football, honestly. Oh yeah. No, but what you were saying, like his friend Pete was like such a good friend to him. And that shot of him like the the explosion scene, no pun intended, like is burned in my memory. Like yeah, of, like seeing no. that that shot. This is one of those movies. I mean, this and Chicken Run, which we did last week. Um, mm-hmm. These were some of the movies that um, that like imprinted the opportunity of death in my mind as wow. a kid. That's what like got me in, not got me into, like helped me understand death, like. Anything can happen at any point, yeah. you know. So, yeah, um, this made it real, but in a, I guess, a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, for real. 
but he, he took that, you know, that lesson for himself said, you know, life's short and I've got this dream and what am I doing here? Like, I, yeah. now's my, now's my shot. So yeah, he went for it. Your perspective changes a lot when you lose a loved one. Um, I finally found a little bit of more research into the speech. Okay. In the beginning. The Gipper? Yes, sir. So it was a guy named Newt Rockney. And apparently he was a very good showman. He was also like the head coach mm-hmm. at the time. At some point, it's really unclear, most likely in the late 1920s, he recreated a pep talk for news media. And it wasn't for any particular game or situation, but it was really Rockney showing his general motivational techniques with the players that he has. And so that is what Rudy's quoting. So that's kind of cool. 1920s. I mean, that's how long they've been playing ball. (laughs) I mean, it's a real shame that Rudy didn't become the coach of Notre Dame. Uh, it, we should probably wrap up. We're about all clo- closing in on wrap time. Um, yeah, do, do you guys I've got have a lot of thoughts? I've got a lot of final thoughts that I haven't even got. I have a lot of notes on my notepad um, that have zero context. So I'm just going to list some of those off. This next segment is called Zero Context Notes. Jerry, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> oh. uh, first note, uh, Sean looks like Nick from Mighty Ducks. Yes. <laughs> like Rudy. From- Game changers, <laughs> specifically season two, where he thinned out. Dude, not started it yet, but I will start it soon. No, we haven't finished it either. But um, I say, is it good? I, I I like it. It's all right. Super I actually kind of right. like it, it more. Better than the first season? I kind of like it more actually. Um, yeah. Do they still use that? The kids are still funny. Do they still. Do they still use that off-brand Mighty Duck logo, or are they back to the OG? They're not even really using it because of the story right now. It's basically yeah. they're like in a summer camp. They're at a hockey camp. So they're not like competitive playing right now, at least in the first few episodes. You, they're not really ducks. Did you know, I'm telling you boys this, because I when I found out, I got giddy. Adidas <laughs> is coming out with 25th anniversary jerseys no way. for the Ducks. And the Hawks. Really? There's a Ooh. there's a Bombay Hawks jersey. Oh. There'll be a Conway Ducks That's jersey. That's pretty cool. Those are the only ones that I've seen. They haven't like they haven't dropped yet. Because if they would, I'd be wearing it right now. But what what other uh, zero context notes? Okay, zero context quotes. Um, he has no trouble sneaking into places except for a college football game. Uh, meanwhile, in our time, it's easier to sneak into a college football game than any random place. Facts, I've done it before. <laughs> I think we all have. You just grab a ladder. Just act like you're a student and say, I forgot my ID. Um, Fun fact, I went to a football game at Western Kentucky University using Jesse Vaughn's student ID. Oh, friend of the show. Go Tops. Friend of the show. So, yeah, that was a good time. Um, okay, so next... This is a burst of nostalgia. Uh, this reminds me of those college footballs we had growing up that said, Go Gators! or Go Seminoles! And then the fight song would go. You remember those plush footballs? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> we had three Go Gators ones and then one Seminoles one because our older brother Larry wanted to be different. Mm-mm. What a shame. When you said those footballs we used to have, I, I instantly thought of Vortex footballs, man. The Nerf. The Nerf ones? The Nerf one. The Vortex. Stop playing. I wish I could find one of those old ones just to buy. You probably can. <laughs> I'm sure they still sell them. Um, okay, next. Music is so good, it makes you tear up. I listened Music to, is so good. Dude. Yeah. Underrated. I listened to this score past two days. I was stuck in traffic going to work yesterday, and I was just like, you know what? There's nothing I can do. There's an accident. And I just was listening to the Rudy score, and I just turned it up, and I'm like, not even mad about it. Just going to listen to this entire soundtrack (laughs) on the way to work and be 15 minutes late. I'll wait another semester to get to work. (laughs) Um, Very good score. Another one, this movie blocks you right into the tear ducts. And then my favorite one of all, Facts. uh, didn't realize Johnny Cash coached the Notre Dame football team. Yes. <laughs> we'll end it on that. I um, thought that as well. Because I recently I re- <laughs> recently went to the Johnny Cash Museum. So his yeah, image was fresh, yeah. fresh on my mind. I hurt some players today. Oh, oh that got me good. <laughs> Looks that just like him, me. dude. Oh man! Oh, I gotta get a, I gotta find a picture of this dude now again. <laughs> Thus ends the um, out of context notes. Um, one more man. question, and then we'll go through our final thoughts. Or no, then we have a test for you. Um, first of all, what was the plant that they? What kind of plant was that that they were working at? I have no idea. I just thought they were working at a volcano. Steel mill. Some kind of power plant. I feel like. I, I don't know. Okay, mill. I've seen like a nuclear power plant in Indiana driving through it, and I was like, I wonder if that's it. But but you said it was a steel mill. Steel mill. Uh, Wikipedia says a steel mill. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Steel Makes mill. Because yeah. the only reason why I know that is because a lot of places up in the. I mean, that's the that's the Iron Belt. Yeah. I think that's what they call it. Okay. I guess if it was like a power plant like a nuclear power plant, if there was an explosion, it wouldn't just be one person dying. Yeah. Dude, so <laughs> I, I audibly gasped when he said, yeah, I mean, we're going to have a steel mill. You'll get five bucks an hour. Where else are you going to get right. that? <laughs> That's so sad. I like good night. Minimum wage at McDonald's is 15 right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pork, we've got a test for you to take that I don't believe you've oh, taken yeah. yet. Um, no. This is your third time on our show, and uh, mm-hmm. I feel like our OG guests haven't taken the IQ test before. Have you? You haven't taken that, right? Mm-mm. Never, but I'm completely down to absolutely embarrass right. myself, so let's Perfect. get it going. Well, there's no wrong answers. It's all subjective to you. Um, we'll see how that goes. Jonathan, go ahead and <laughs> rip them. All right. The first question is, what was the first movie you remember seeing in the theaters? Ooh, Ice Age. Ooh, that's a good one. Just popped into my head. Okay, so um, my I don't remember what it was going on, but my mom and my dad were doing busy something else, and I was like three at the time. So, so you just took the car and went and watched it? Yeah, yeah, just drove that thing around, drove the Saturn. Um, no, <laughs> my aunt, um, Aunt Charlene, who's actually in town um, for Thanksgiving this week, 
me and her and my other aunt Terry Ellen, we went to go watch Ice Age together. It was like a aunt nephew kind of nice. <laughs> Great movie. Nice. Great Such movie. Man. So but that was the first one. Nice. Awesome. Question number two. Uh was your family a blockbuster family or a Hollywood video family? Blockbuster, hands yep. down. Hundred yep. percent. The blue and yellow is so iconic. Yep. I remember Thursday afternoons, we'd get off of school, dad would pick me up. We would drive to the Blockbuster. He would pick two movies, and I would go to the game section and get uh, the newest college football game. And we oh. get it. And I would play that all That's day. That's full circle. But Blockbuster. Blockbuster for all sure. Right. Question number three. What is the craziest snack you've snuck into the movies? <laughs> Sophomore year of college. Oh, this is okay. Good. We went we went to Texas Roadhouse. Ooh. All right, Texas Roadhouse. Love me some Texas Roadhouse. I got Roadhouse. me um I was with a friend of mine. She had a big purse. Yep. I we snuck in rolls and I didn't finish my eight ounce ribeye. <laughs> so I snuck that in with a knife and fork that he jugged from the Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Shout out to Texas Roadhouse, Plant City. So oh, <laughs> that was that. Um, try to sneak in the taters. There's no way how to quickly eat that because we were pressed for time and <laughs> service was absolutely atrocious. But eight ounce ribeye steak, medium rare. Dang. Oh, I sound so bougie. That's with great. That. You're, the, you're our first guest to ever sneak in cutlery. We haven't even done that. Yeah. What? We've done plastic. We haven't done the real stuff. Man. Um. I mean, you know, I use like every time I go to the movie, occasionally we always stop at the dollar store. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a mile and a half before, go in and grab candy because it's just cheaper. Yeah. My go-to snack, though, y'all, y'all might hate me. My my go-to snack is popcorn with Reese's Pieces, and I dump them okay. in there, shake it up a little Ooh. bit. All right. You get a little sweet, buttery, salty mix. I have that- another food. Re- I have another yeah. food-related question. So let me just skip to that okay. one. Okay. It's if money is no object. Uh, which snacks are you buying at the movies? Shoot, if money is no object, mm-hmm. in other words, when my company paid for our snacks when we went to go watch Top Gun Maverick, oh. um, I got... <laughs> What'd you get? What'd you That's get? Great. That's so great. <laughs> I got... So it was me and my friend Mary. Shout out, Mary. I, I'm going to send her this link. She's, she's going to love this. Um, Hi, Mary. We got a large popcorn. Hey, Mary. Got a large popcorn. We got butter. Um, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Whoa! <laughs> whoa! 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 What uh, makes your popcorn. garden grow? What makes your garden grow? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Uh, popcorn. We had a we got a pretzel. I did get me a hot dog, and uh, I got dude sweet tart. The sweet tart cheese oh. is a staple, and also the Reese's I put in the popcorn. So overall. Because we had to pay for it, and then they Venmo'd it. My <laughs> ticket alone, with a large drink and her a large drink, was 26 I think. Oh, my uh, goodness. That's not as bad as I was expecting. Great. No, we finished all no. of it, though. So, so good. Dang. <laughs> That's like a nice meal at Texas Roadhouse. So, you can't yeah. get that at the theater. Yeah, which I snuck that <laughs> in, too. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Next question. 
Um, do you watch movies with the subtitles on or off? On. Yes. Yeah. On. The reason being is <clears throat> I've gotten into um, it's not a it's not a uh, movie. I've gotten into the show Peaky Blinders, mm. <laughs> and I can't really understand what they're saying, so I got to put on the closed captioning. Mm. But that's not the only reason why. Like I'll put it in there also because there's sometimes where something will be muttered mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Or there is a comment or something essential yeah. that I need and I can't hear because the dogs are too busy fighting amongst each other. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to know what they're saying. I'll back up sometimes and read it. But subtitles, yeah. yes. It's kind of like us with Dairy Girls. And if we're watching, yeah. really? <laughs> <laughs> thick Irish accents. And then one last question. Uh, what movie, in your opinion, is totally overrated? Ooh. Everyone talks it up. You just don't get the hype. Uh, Inception. Ooh. <laughs> Jeremy, do you disagree? Was that what that was? No, I fo- I, I agree with I you. Think he, I agree with you. I think he agrees on that one. There is. I I think that Christopher Nolan is a overrated director in general. That's why I agree with you. But he's made he's made some great movies. The only thing he's done good. No, I can't say that one. I can't say that one. I almost did. Um, All right. Because I still watch it and, and make fun of how awful it is. I'm going to stick to my guns. I Yeah. Um, Inception. Look, when I go to a movie, I don't want to – I sit there like this. I relax. I got my popcorn and my eight-ounce eight ribeye steak from Texas Roadhouse, <laughs> right? You know? And I'm watching. Like, I don't want to sit there and think. I'm there to, like – take it in yeah. you know what i mean i'm not here to let my mind be active and be like holy crap okay does with the dreidel spinning at the end does that mean the, the dream is still going on or like you the know that? or also <laughs> what are we watching fiddler on the, <laughs> the other one here? was <laughs> whatever it was i forget now i'm sitting here wondering um, if leo is jewish <laughs> maybe but <laughs> Inception. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think it's too much going on. I don't know. Same thing with Tenet. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if y'all watched that. That one's hard. I, I like that like, one a lot more than, than Inception, but... I've only seen Tenet one time, but I by the time I got to the end of it, I was tired of thinking, and I was yeah. like, this is seems very similar to some of his other movies, and so I wasn't in on it. Um, yeah. But I do like Inception. See, I, I've only... I watch it with... There's a really good friend of mine... Ethan Crozier, it's his absolute favorite movie. Yeah, I know Ethan. And we'll watch it from time to time. And I'll at the end, I'll, I'll get him so mad. I'll be like, mm, yep, just wasted another two and a half hours of my time. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's a, it's overrated. Simple. Yeah, simple it is. That. And I and I don't mind watching it with other people. But am I going to be at home and be like, hmm, I don't know what I'm going to watch today. <laughs> Inception. <laughs> yeah. No, like I'm not going to do that. Django Unchained. Hundred percent. I gotta be down for that. Hey, bro, we cover kids' movies on this podcast. You just went the opposite direction. Sorry, (laughs) but it's such a good movie. Well, Pork, I have been calculating your answers here, and you scored a forty-two on the IQ test, which is a perfect score, by the way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You pass with flying colors. Oh my word! Mom and Dad are gonna be so proud. You know what? With a score like that, you might have gotten in to Notre Dame. Yep. Just maybe. You know what? Just maybe. 100%. And you, I'm, I'm in 
I'm in community college right now, so I'm about to go South Bend. I'm about to go strap up. I'm about to go sack some boys. You We're, trying to get into UAB? It's going to be over. <laughs> UAB? Hey, I'm a trailblazer, baby. Let's go. <laughs> nah, if I go anywhere, I, you know where yeah, I'd go. I I'd go I be a top. I'd go be a hilltopper. I can't say no to the red blob. Bro, what do you yeah. mean? <laughs> Come on. Well, this is cousin. <laughs> go tops. Go tops. Um, go okay, tops, so dude. this movie, definitely one of the most inspiring films on our list uh mm-hmm. and it inspires me and this podcast as a whole i haven't run this by jonathan yet but i feel like a good goal for us is just to be determined to be notre dame's number one podcast listened on in the student life you know i okay, i feel like okay. i really want this to happen so if you know anybody that goes to notre dame or is an alumni of notre dame share the show with them so that we could be the number one podcast from Notre Dame. Because we're determined like Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, Inside quotes. Inside. Uh, anyways. Uh, inside quotes. Inside quotes. Inside quotes. <laughs> uh, so final thoughts. Pork, we'll start with you. Great film. Not as good as Remember the Titans, obviously. But it's up there. Um, turned it on today. Had no motivation whatsoever. Um, by the end of the movie, I finished cleaning my room, yeah. finished studying for a psychology final exam, and also um, took my dogs on a walk. Yeah, I watched I watched the final thirty minutes on my phone. Yep, that's, that's awesome. Great. So, dude, this movie, dude, I it's so so. This good. movie made me it, go to the like, gym at nine thirty. <laughs> <laughs> like I this I I honestly forgot about how good this movie is. This is a movie that I'm for sure like you know those movies you're just like dude I need something that's gonna just pick you up energize me yeah this is it, it. this is that movie yep. so I'm very glad to have been able to rewatch it um and kind of pretty much experience it for the first time like the first time I watched it I was like five or six yeah so um being able to watch it again it's cool that we all have like the nostalgia from it yeah uh, and it's it's a it's a comfort movie for me um. But like now that you can appreciate it as an adult, it's even better. Um, and that's why we do this yes. podcast in general. But it's really special. But Jonathan, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, this is a great movie with great music. Very inspiring uh, themes in it. And if you want to change your life, just do what Rudy did. You know, Save up $1,000 and move Save up- with no plan. And, you know, make sure that your friend gets you a jacket from Notre Dame yep. and wear it literally everywhere. I mean, he does not have any other clothes, it seems like. But, yeah. You know? His, his rucksack didn't even have wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how much, uh, how much this movie made. Because it seems like their budget was relatively smaller. Just because, one, I mean... Wikipedia budget says $12 million. Box office twenty two, so pretty much almost doubled its money. Yeah. Not too bad. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Twelve million though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know where all that money went to? It's it's spray painting the the helmets gold. <laughs> yeah. I oh, heard there's twenty four yeah, yeah. karat gold in that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I heard. Legit. Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy, what's your final thoughts? This, okay, my final thought. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> my final thought is that this is uh my favorite Vince Vaughn film. By far. Nah, nah. 
easily. Yeah, I don't know, 100%. man. It's pretty good. I gotta say, I, I do like dodgeball. Dodgeball. I, I don't know if I don't know if that one is aged you can dodge well, a wrench, you but can dodge a dodge I liked ball. it. Yeah, I said what I said. That's my final thought. All right. Letterbox review score four out of five. Yeah, I no. gave it four out of five. Four and a half out of five, actually. Oh, half extra yep. star. This one's special. Yeah, I might give it a four. I almost thought about giving it a three and a half, but it's just, I can't. It's iconic. Yeah. I don't mean, yeah, it's cheesy, but still, it has to be. Like, that's the movie that it, it is. is. Yep. So, mm-hmm. I'm not going like, to make that a negative, so I'm giving it a four. That's true. That's true. Four. Well, Pork Chop, thank you so much for being on the show again. It's always a pleasure. You're welcome back anytime. Um, <sighs> thank goodness. Tell us where we can find you. Man, well, you can find me on Instagram at underscore the real Pope Francis. Okay. Very Catholic. Um, also, I've got yeah. Uh, God bless you. <laughs> um, but also have a podcast that I've started with a fellow homeboy of mine named Hayden Nix uh, called Pork's Twenty Minute Drill. Um, got our first episode up. We're gonna have one coming up this weekend. Hey, um, perfect time. So we're gonna be. I know, right? Going to be discussing pretty much final couple weeks left of the college football, our projections, those kind of things. So just just come on in, uh, join. The water's fine. If you want to learn something about college ball, come on. You know where to come from. So. All right, we'll do. Jonathan, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to be continuing our coverage of a series of movies in the Wizarding World. And this is the second of those movies. So after a long Lord uh, of the Rings. Yes, Lord of the Rings. That's that's what it is. Oh, uh, right. here's a clip. Malfoy. That's right. And that's not all that's new this year. Those are Nimbus 2001s. How did you get those? A gift from Draco's father. You see, Weasley, unlike some, my father can afford the best. At least no one on the Gryffindor team had to buy their way in. They got in on pure talent. No one asked your opinion, you filthy little mudblood. She'll pay for that one, Malfoy. Eat slugs! Our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you could find him on this podcast a couple episodes ago when we covered E.T. E.T. And you can also find him on Instagram at GroovyBridge. Uh, and if you want to find us on Instagram, give us a follow at InsideQuotesCast. If you have any um, episode suggestions, any movies you want us to cover, hit us up. And the holidays are coming up, so check out our merch site. Give your loved ones a sweater. We love them. <laughs> We want to see our, our logos places so that more people can listen to our show. But wait for a sale because we want you to save money. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to leave us a good review. Five stars and we'll leave you the key to the maintenance locker room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way, free, free rent with a cot. That's pretty good. As long as you work for minimum wage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Five dollars. <laughs> Five bucks an hour in benefits? Don't get better than this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us and Pork Chop's childhood just as much as we have. 
Uh, and if you did, make sure you hit subscribe or follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Until then, pray for us! <laughs> <laughs> See ya! <laughs> <laughs>